it's a Christmas tradition in Japan to get KFC for uh, Christmas. All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Money Badgers Associates podcast show and investing club. We have reached our, what is this, our third voting meeting already? It is. Yeah. This yeah. is episode 13, our third voting meeting. And I've actually titled this one March 2.0 because this is actually going to be the second time we're voting this month. <laughs> um, but the way, like, Smart, it is a smart voting. I sh- okay, I'll change the title to Smart. Um, <laughs> I was going to suggest the same. <laughs> I look forward on the calendar and everything lines up, you know, for the next few months where we start recording the first, you know, the, the regular episodes, first three weeks, do the voting episode the fourth week. So I don't know. I don't know. February is what messed it up. Those 28 days. So, all right. Well, we do have a full house tonight, everybody. Ignore the record box. We're trying something new on the audio side. Uh, so we uh, <laughs> we cannot remove that guy. He's just a computer with uh, a sound card that's recording. But tonight we have Robs. We have Jeremy. We have Vic. We have Sean P. Massey. And uh, we have Bob. And Bob, I think he was going to share something with us tonight. I was. I was, gentlemen. So I know you trusted me with uh, the money. And... Uh, the the advertising budget you gave me seventeen hundred dollars to spend uh, throughout the year. I went a little bit over that, but I I hired a bona fide celebrity to uh, endorse the the money badgers. So um, I got to ask where where are my Seinfeld fans at? Robs? Yeah, you know. All right, right. all right. Oh, yeah. all all right. right. I love Seinfeld. <laughs> it's gonna be Kenny Vanya. <laughs> Not quite. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'm adding it to the stream. Uh oh. Can y'all hear that? Do you remember me as the guy who couldn't remember Lane? I almost didn't even remember my own name. Well, it's two things with friends. But forget about that. I love this idea about the money badgers, associates. And uh, I want to wish you guys good luck on your new venture. The members of Bob, Jeremy, Rob, Vic, Sean, and Paul. You know what I have to say about this? You remember on Seinfeld, Jerry Swift fell asleep. I said, you're lucky. At least you got something to do. You guys with the Money Badgers Association got something better to do than just your footballing asleep. Well, maybe you could do both. Be greedy. Do the Money Badgers. Footballs asleep. You got it all. I hope you remember me as the guy who couldn't remember Lane. That's why I was on Seinfeld. Oh, and my shirt, my button fell off. So good luck again. This <laughs> <It> sounds great. <laughs> All right, gentlemen. Oh, I, I must say, I uh, I think that is the best eighteen hundred dollars we ever spent. <laughs> Agreed. Where's the lawyer hammer? <laughs> meeting adjourned. Oh my gosh, adjourned. <laughs> Five minutes of meeting, and it's just us watching a cameo. <laughs> Club diffused due to lack of funds. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> SEC's on our case a lot faster than I thought. <laughs> so oh, no, that that funny. is my gift to y'all. That did not come out of the funds. <laughs> um, may I? What do you guys think that that co- that that cameo costs? Probably like fifty, 50 bucks. <laughs> I feel it was a very fair value at only twenty dollars. Nice. Oh, yeah. nice. Brilliant. That's it. Yeah, exactly. That's what I said. That's a good well, value. I guess yeah. we're gonna announce today that the uh, money badgers will gladly do some cameos for people for twenty dollars. <laughs> yeah, <right? laughs> Depending Hell, on how 19. many of the badgers. Yeah, let's go nineteen oh. to undercut that guy. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> it depends on how many of the badgers you want. Like <laughs> true. <laughs> we'll we'll have two tiers. <laughs> I'll let you all decide who's in what tier. No. <laughs> uh, I want to be with the record box guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, it's brilliant. So that's uh, apparently that's what we're doing now. We're giving gifts. Uh, earlier this month, I ran around and I dropped some delicious stonks beer up, 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 up at everybody's uh, porch, except for Sean, because he lives far too far away. And now Bob's gotten us a cameo. So everyone else, you're on notice. <laughs> not my forte the uh the stonks beer was dang good i was yeah. gonna save it for the show but um my father came over and i only had one beer in the house so i had to split <laughs> it with him <laughs> yeah, um, no i uh i think that was uh it was like an, a crisp ipa right it is a, a pilsner pilsner, pilsner okay yeah. Delicious i remember pilsner. it being real crisp yeah yeah that was a no, drinkable back now 
Yep, indeed. Very, very cool and crisp. Shout out to the boys over at Venture Brew in Milwaukee. Nice. Which I, I paid for the beer. They're not getting free advertising. I, I mean, yes, they are getting free advertising. We're not getting free <laughs> beer, but um, <laughs> it's I dig their it. stuff. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> totally worth the trip up there. Cool, cool, cool. Well, let's dive into some news of the week. We got quite a few stories uh, to talk about. One, <laughs> uh, the one that we were getting excited for, the the kind of fun behind it, uh, turned out to be false. It broke just before our recording here that uh, Volkswagen was going to change their name. Uh, Bob, you actually said Volkswagen far better than I did. Volkswagen. Volkswagen, yeah. Volkswagen. Yeah, so it, it they, uh, they came out with, I guess it was a press release that wasn't supposed to be released. They said until late April... But then just today they came out and said, uh, no, we, we messed up. This was an April Fool's joke that, that went awry. <laughs> you know, my thought is, Volkswagen, should you really be at this point after the whole <laughs> Dieselgate thing? Oh, that's fair. That's, uh, that's fair. You know, though, I mean, after sooner or later, you've got to get past stuff. Like, you've got to, you know, get back to marketing and get back to everything, I guess. Um, yeah, no one even remembers that. <laughs> Apparently, Bob does. <laughs> a little, a little salty yet. Yeah. I honestly don't really, I don't remember it. What are you guys talking about? They fudge their uh, numbers, like their mileage. The, um, diesel emissions. Yeah, emissions, emissions. The emissions readings. The computer was like, just oh, always so giving bogus numbers. Like, and, uh, so they could yeah, see the, how the comp- our the, cars are, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, the computer could tell when they were doing an emissions test. And yeah, it would change the mode so it would pass. And then as soon as you left the place and started driving on the road, it would flip back into less eco-friendly mode and, you know, start spewing a lot of uh, black stuff out of the tailpipe. It was like a factor of 40. It was that bad. Holy crap. But like, hasn't, wasn't that like before Corollas just started accelerating on their own and killing people? Like, so... In the that, like, that, that's that's way in the past. <laughs> right, that's way in the past. You know what I mean? Like we can forget about what, what Volkswagen's little uh, shady dealings. <laughs> so All die now in a Corolla, or your grandkids will die. <laughs> <laughs> your choice. Yeah, right. Tesla. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the next week there'll be another automaker with something horrible out there. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's all cycles. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it'll yeah, be you know, uh, Ford reunites with the Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope not. <laughs> they, they were on the Nazis' side back right. in the day. <laughs> That's a little that auto was history such... I do know. <laughs> well, well, you know, I next mean, week we next week Volkswagen's we can talk like, about how Tesla has uh, unlocked full self-driving mode in beta. On all their cars. So yes. we can talk about how they're hunting down Sarah Connor. <laughs> <laughs> so I've actually been pricing out Teslas. Um, I've almost all but decided that's going to be my next vehicle. And they are now offering full level five autonomy as a $10,000 upgrade. You can also lease a Tesla now if you like. Yes, you can. Yep. Is and, that full I mean, autonomy included in that 69420 price tag? Or is that, you know, 10000 more on top of it? So, okay, so I was looking at the the Model 3. Uh, I'm not a rich man. Deedle deedle rich man. Um, <laughs> Thank you. I was, yeah, I also I had, went to Fiddler. <laughs> I had to. Uh, uh, so it's, so without, it's like 40 grand, but with, it's it's like just shy of, of 50 or mid 40s. Not, not which, terrible for what you're getting. My God, if, if, and the charge is like 320 miles on, on one charge. If I can get, you know, from from here to all the way to the northern part of the state, with touching the 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 steering wheel once, sign me up, baby. Uh, <laughs> I want me a Tesla. Yeah, just to, just to have that mileage. Like my my Kia, which I love, gets about three three and a quarter per tank. Mm-hmm. So, like you know, most trips we've got to stop, and we want to stop anyways along the way. But to have that that range and not have to worry about it would be would be awesome. Yeah, that was one of the biggest things when they did this study. Was it still is range anxiety? And yes, I think we covered it in one of the episodes. But Tesla does have the most sophisticated network. Right, right. Yeah, there's more and more popping up. So let's see. um, What else did we have this week? Well, we had a little little (laughs) maritime incident. All right, Bob, going to your Pirates of Penzance now. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Wish I had one. <laughs> see, what was it? It was the uh, the Ever Given. Is that was that the name of the yes. ship? Mm-hmm. Uh, blocked the Suez Canal for I believe it was five days. 
Um, the estimate was it cost about what fifty billion in losses because it blocked all or not all, but the vast majority of international shipping for those five days. Yeah, it's it's crazy. It shows just how vulnerable uh, society really is, and and global trade like it it halted to a stop in that region of the world, and the, every project a manageable manageable uh, on on the ships that were backed up behind it. Like there was a few ships that had livestock on it and they were like, well, we, we might have to slaughter the livestock. Um, so yeah, it's just, it really shows, you know, kind of the dangers of, of globalization. Right. And like to think about how much of the world's economy just kind of got locked down and bogged down in one point, one point that's 275 meters wide. <laughs> <laughs> like that's something to think about. Like, yeah, there's, Amazing infrastructure and amazing plans and everything out there, but there's one choke point. Maybe we gotta work on something. Maybe do we one that we know of? <laughs> right, 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 right. Do we widen the canal? Do we add another one? Like, how do, how do we approach this at that point? Yeah, good, good point. What really boggled my mind was I think it was one of you guys that posted it in in the group chat of the size of that ship versus the Starship <laughs> Enterprise. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, Nothing like getting a good grounded grasp of how big it is. <laughs> well, you know, Dude, that thing is huge. Star Wars bridge crew, Star Trek bridge crew, you get you can look with your own two eyes and like really soak in the size of that Enterprise. It's really big. I, I, I guess just seeing it as a model on TV, it never really uh, struck me, but it's big as hell. Hmm. Seeing can... it in real life. In a video game. <laughs> I can back him up on that. <laughs> Seeing it in virtual reality in real life on a video game, it really gives you perspective on uh, reality. <laughs> no, not saying it's bigger than the Empire or longer than the Empire State Building. No, no, no. The uh, you know USS Enterprise. Yes. <laughs> so, well, they finally got uh, finally got loosened up. I'll be interested to see what comes of uh, the settlements that are going to come out of it, as well as the. Uh, Who's going to be found at fault? What's going to be, you know, what what the consequences are going to be, et cetera. Because, yeah, like you said, there's there's plenty of things. Yeah, there's a lot of things that won't, you know, expire that are just going to be delayed. But, yeah, there's livestock, there's food, there's all sorts of stuff that might not be usable now. Uh, so we'll see how that all plays out and how that, and like, I think <laughs> one of the things that they were worried about, depending on how long that went, was the toilet paper could disappear again. Because apparently <laughs> <laughs> the shipping industry has a lot to do with toilet paper. So. <laughs> All it's right. They used to just make it right up in the North Woods here. But Very now it's true. an international, global event. Indeed. Now we've got time for just uh, one more um, business headline of the week. And I had the name of the company, but I've lost it. Um, so there's a big Friday sell off last week. In particular, it was what Viacom. Discovery and a couple other companies were hit really hard. Well, it came out over the weekend that there was a hedge fund that was <laughs> defaulting on their margin calls and being forced to sell all their positions to cover what they owed in these margin calls, which subsequently forced a lot of other places to start the sales as well. Now, it looks like by today's standard, not today's standards, but by today's uh, Market like discoveries back up five percent, and let's see another almost percent after hours. So they're they're recovering like the stocks are recovering, but it was what ten billion dollars in personal wealth lost overnight or lost in a weekend uh, with that. Does anybody have the name of that? Archigos. One Archigos. Of the yep, that's what it was. Yes, the Archigos uh, hedge fund. So yeah, again, one of those things. I think if you do a little bit of uh, digging into it, the, the owner of that hedge fund, he actually has kind of a sketchy background. Uh, lots of accusations of insider trading in the past, poor credit rating, and then all of a sudden, yeah, you can do billions in margin calls. <laughs> so um, it's, it's, you know, it's kind of fun to see you know, things explode, but I think this one is more they brought it on themselves by extending you know, bad credit terms more so than the grassroots retail traders trying to break the system, you know, and show, you know, in favor of the little guy. Is is anybody saying that it was like any hints of illegal activity going on? 
nothing yet other than they've hyperextended themselves on those margin calls. Or on, on margin trading, I should say. Um, not margin calls, margin calls when they, you know, like, okay, you don't have enough mm-hmm. assets left to cover, so we got to, you know, you got to start selling. We, we're calling in that margin. Like, you got to pay up. So as far as I'm aware, nothing illegal. But again, we'll always, you know, we'll wait and see. Something yeah. always comes up. So do you know if uh, the margin calls were related to the questions that they sold off, or were they just selling those off to get capital to pay for the margin calls? That I don't know, but I'd have to believe they're they're related. Yeah, and given that this is kind of hitting a who's who of international banks, like Credit Suisse, uh, Nomura from Japan, looks like Morgan Stanley was hit. There's probably going to be some sort of big investigation into this because this is international. And if you're hitting all of these kinds of banks, there's maybe a chance of fraud. I, I honestly don't know, but there's probably going to be somebody who's going to investigate this pretty heavily because of who's getting hit here. Yeah, and again, maybe maybe not fraud, just, you know, yeah. billions of dollars. So yeah. if you can, you know, if I can only get, say, $10,000 on one credit card, but I want to buy something that's $50,000, well, I'm going to go out and get five more credit cards. Yeah. So, you know, from from Discover and Chase and everything else. So, mm-hmm. again, we'll see how that pans out. So, cool, cool. Any any other thoughts, anything we want to chat about? Or should we get into talking about our our voting this week? I think we got a pretty busy docket. I say we trail, trail ahead. Excellent. Well, you know, something I realized after the fact last week or last month, we uh, our president never opened the meeting. I know. I, I mm. failed y'all. I apologize. But this week... I will be indicated to open the third voting meeting uh, on this lousy smart day of <laughs> uh, the Money Badgers Associates. Uh, Lawyer Hammer. Lawyer Hammer. That feels much, much better. And it's actually a beautiful day here in Wisconsin. So <laughs> if, it this was smart, if, if it was smart weather like that, I'd take it year-round. Tomorrow will be smart weather. Yesterday was smart weather. Today was very nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lousy smart weather. All right, gentlemen. <laughs> cool, cool. Well, then, let me bring up the slides here. Uh, time for everybody's favorite portion. Slides. All right. So we had our, our usual six picks. Number one. Uh, was the Oshkosh Corporation. Let's see. Refresher on who picked that. That was mine. All right, Vic. Do you want to talk about it real quick here? Um, yeah. This was uh, one of our sectors was defense. Um, the reason why I really enjoyed the Oshkosh is that they're not heavily uh, in defense. They have their uh, foot in there, uh, but they also have diversified. They were in the news recently. They have the contract for the new United States Post Office's uh, delivery vehicles, uh, which is, is, is good. Uh, we know that um, the mail has uh, played an important role uh, for many people <laughs> during COVID, right? Um, so I think that the post office is going to be around for a while. I also like that they're a Wisconsin company um, and that they are uh, got some good numbers going for them. So I am still, uh, after looking at some of the other stocks, um, I, I am going to uh, throw my vote to somebody else's actually when that one comes up because uh, I think then that one is just a little bit better for the environment that I think is going to be happening. And when that comes up for that stock, I'll, I'll allude a little bit more to that. But I still think Oshkosh is a, is a solid a company. I think they've been um, innovative. And uh, like I said, the numbers are up that you can see, um, and they're, they're pretty solid. Do we know, Vic, their, um, the fleet that they're building for USPS? Is that all electric? I don't believe it's all electric. Let me see if I... It was, I was just reading an article on them a second ago. Yeah, I think it's... Ten, oh, go ahead, Sean. Go ahead. It's about like 10% electric, I think. Okay. That's what they're starting with. But according to the reports from Oshkosh, or the reports on that new contract, they designed a vehicle that could be converted from, I think, diesel to electric. Oh, smart. Um, yeah. But, yeah, right now it's uh, 10% okay, electric. Okay, cool. Okay, and and I, was gonna, I was just going to say, I was kind of curious how a non-electric vehicle plays into the Biden administration's plan to make every federal vehicle electric. <laughs> but if there's like a percentage that goes into it or a conversion, well, then that works out. And if they do this successfully, maybe there's more contracts down the road that are similar to this. That's maybe how the government moves from burning dinosaurs to electric by slowly transitioning over. I, I will say as, as far as mail trucks go, 
pretty cool. I mean, they, they look pretty cool for, for mm -hmm. male trucks. They're definitely different. Yeah. It says here the last uh, design was back in 1994 was the last time the yeah. truck has been redesigned. And I remember hearing um, on NPR that um, it's designed uh, with a little, a few of the kind of odd safety features, one of them being a lower bumper so that if it were to hit a pedestrian, it would hit you more in the calf area instead of your upper body area like a, a pickup truck or a larger truck would and cause more I, damage. So I'm some of those fan. things that you don't, that you just, you're know, like, oh, if you get hit by a car, you get hit by a car, <laughs> but it hits you in the legs, you might, you have a larger chance of survival. It's more of a, a, a cattle catcher for humans. Is what it is. There you go. And the, and the windshield, you're just gonna, you know, if somebody can't, if you can't see a pedestrian with that windshield, I don't know what. It yeah, right. You probably. shouldn't be driving. <laughs> yeah. All right, all right. So next up, pick no or stock number two for the month. Uh, this was Jeremy mm. with Restaurant Brands International. Yes, QSR. These guys, I feel like, are on the on the cusp of greatness. The thing is, the the last couple of weeks since we talked about this, they haven't been doing great. However, Canada's opening up, we're opening up, and I think this is really going to push push QSR right over the uh, the hump there, and we're going to see a good amount of, uh, of of growth with this company. Tim Hortons has been the the hardest hit, and they're also you know were greatly affected by uh, COVID in the winter in Canada, and that's not supposed to happen again, right? I want to say, Paul, these slides that you've been in have been wonderful. Thank you. <laughs> this I, is great info here. I just copy and paste, my friends. Just copy and paste. <laughs> in any case, on the American front, Burger King, that's kind of a wash. I don't know if you guys uh, frequent fast food very often, but Burger King, frankly, is the worst. <laughs> okay, I don't have a lot of uh, faith in their Burger King division, but... The Louisiana kitchen, baby, that's where it's at. They won that damn chicken. Some people might say it was the religious one. Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A. But it wasn't. And Chick-fil-A was, for one, they're private, so we can't invest in them if we want to anyways. And the, for the other, they have thinned themselves out too much. I think they overgrew, and we're going to see a retraction from Chick-fil-A. In the next two years. However, Louisiana so, Kitchen is still a destination. Get your religious now, chicken here. <laughs> <laughs> now, Just now not on question. Sundays. Now a question right. for you, Jeremy. Given how much uh, passion you have around this chicken debate, how many chicken sandwiches did you have to form this opinion? <laughs> about I feel 45. Like, I was about to say, <laughs> I feel like you had a lot of chicken sandwiches to come in with this uh this yeah, much this fire was, about this it. This is the summer, the summer into the fall of nineteen. There was there was lines around the block at, at Popeyes mm -hmm. for chicken sandwiches. There, yeah, and uh, this is when uh, the new one out on Washington was built. If you uh, are in my area, you know what I'm talking about. They built a Chick Fil A there. Mm -hmm. um, they also uh, right across the street down the road they built the Louisiana Kitchen. And Sundays, yeah, I guess the Chick Fil A is closed. But on every other day of the year, you of the week, you'd have to. Queue up, get in line, and wait for your chicken. KFC, no, you could you could breeze right through that drive-through if they gave you the food. I don't know if you ever been to the place over by my house. I I haven't pulled a Jenna, but I've had rough times actually getting my damn meal from KFC. They'll they'll take the order and then you'll get to the to the window and they'll be like, uh, actually, we're like out of crispy or something insane like that. And Popeyes, high quality, that never happens there. Chick Fil A. It's usually a much better experience as well. But I think Pop, uh, Popeye's has a better flavor. They have better locations. <laughs> and that's going to pull them up in America. And Tim Hortons, like I said, the old uh, coffee and a, and a sandwich to start your day on a cold Canadian morning. It's like the only place to go if you're a, if you're a good Canadian. It's an institution. <laughs> it it is. It's like the 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 McDonald's and Dunkin' Donuts of of Canada. Yeah. I like how There's Jeremy's some... the, uh, the official on who's a good Canadian and yeah. who's not. <laughs> you go to Tim's, okay. <laughs> I remember there being some some pushback for them being aligned because Tim Hortons was on its own for. I think they just 
went into this group, didn't they? Like two, yeah. maybe three years ago? I oh, think man, Horton's I wish... bought Burger King. Yeah, Jeremy outlined the whole thing whenever he yeah. talked about it. That's Where what I think I remember. Tim Horton's was technically the uh, the smaller company because and they merged with Burger King and this was like maybe six years ago and yeah that is when people started getting a little uh, turned off by them but yeah it was the the Louisiana kitchen thing just happened a couple a uh, couple of years ago and the, and they, uh, they they dumped a lot of investments into that that restaurant so I got a couple couple questions for you please a do you do you really call it Louisiana Kitchen instead of Popeyes? Someone <laughs> <laughs> said Popeyes doesn't want to come out of my mouth. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, fair I, enough. It's and, the Louisiana Kitchen. Yes, <laughs> let's get that straight. Popeyes, um, the Louisiana Kitchen. And 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 second question: Why restaurant group versus Yum Yum Industries or Yum Brands? Yum Brands. Yum Brands didn't have this the same kind of uh, same kind of dividend, and plus I um, I KFC lost the uh, the chicken war, so I can't really you know go for that. <laughs> You're not gonna throw your money behind a loser, no. right? We're not voting for losers here. <laughs> nope. and, yeah, the uh, the rest. Of, I don't. Who does Yum have? They have uh, KFC, Taco, Taco Bell. Bell. Taco Bell's been weak too. Pizza Hut. I haven't had a I haven't had an enjoyable taco from Taco Bell and I can't remember the last time. There's a podcast I listen I... to where uh it's it's a true crime pod- podcast and one of the hosts is about Taco Bell needs like a new CEO and their quality's been going down. It's like not what you expect to get out of a uh, a true crime podcast. But <laughs> they, were, they were supposed to be like the only restaurant by this point. Oh yeah, yeah. Demolition yeah. Man went to us. I will take you to Taco Bell. <laughs> Not just have won the chicken wars, but the restaurant wars in general. <laughs> oh, well, man. well, honestly though, I I'd say we've got a lot more room to grow alongside as a club alongside QSR. All right. Do you think they're going to move Hortons into America at some point? They already are. You can yeah, go to Michigan. They have a bunch. <clears throat> Whoa, well, Michigan dude. is Canada. Let's be honest. <laughs> it's a At least, frame. well, <laughs> I stand by it. With, with nothing to back it up. <laughs> well, they have a Tim Hortons, so True. I mean, that's, True. it makes them well, a good Canadian. <laughs> yes, it makes them a good Canadian. <laughs> by the standard rules of Canada. Yeah. <laughs> Mark with some Queensbury rules of what makes a good Canadian. <laughs> all right, all right. <sighs> all right, I'm going to keep us moving forward here. Um, instead of it just becoming Canadian Jokes Hour. Um, <laughs> our next presentation here was uh, by yours truly, um, the American Tower Corporation. This is a real estate uh, investment trust. I, I picked uh, looking at real estate this month because it's something I really haven't looked at. And given the uh, the changing guard of work from home and offices and everything and even retail and how that's more online, I was like, this will be interesting. It's something I should absolutely look at. So I stumbled across these guys here, I and mean, not only do they have some like like properties and whatnot, but they also own the land that holds the towers. And I now realize this is a failure on my part. I never looked up to see if they actually own the towers or not. I think they just leased the land because I was reading somewhere about like T-Mobile involved and whatever uh, as well. So I'm pretty sure I'm going to get my mouse on the right screen here. Uh, they don't own the towers that reside there. They just lease the land. They own the land. Uh, and then go to providers that actually install the towers, maintain them, et cetera. So, Paul, um, I, I wasn't on the episode where you did. You're talking about cell phone towers here, right? Yes, yes. Sorry. Yeah. Um, so it was. This was a fun find because, again, <laughs> thinking real estate, I looked at a couple of like the the big trusts, um, like uh, the ticker symbol O, and there's a couple others out there. And then it's just like I don't know, I don't know. And this one spoke to me because. There is a ton of growth in the 5G network space, so more towers will be going up. And they own the land in, what did it, let's see here, United States, Asia, you know, so what do we got? Uh, India, we've got Germany, Ghana, Nigeria, South Africa, Uganda, uh, Brazil, Chile, Colombia, Costa Rica, Mexico, Peru, like they're all over the world. And just to have that land, be able to put up towers, coupled with the other real estate properties that they owned. I thought this was a, an interesting play. Uh, 2% yield, like not great, but not terrible either. 
Um, and actually, I don't know why I did. Oh no, one year chart was fine for this. That's what I was looking at for everybody in this graph. But you know, they're they're rebounding from a couple of hiccups there. Obviously, like the the crash of last year and whatnot. But I, again, overall, I thought this was a pretty interesting, pretty interesting find for uh, real estate. No, one, no one's got jokes. No one's got questions. I, got <laughs> I mean, there's not much to do. I mean, there's no chickens yeah. involved. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I'm sorry, I'm not adamant about five G towers. <laughs> I mean, I, I got I my first. We'd be on this podcast with you if we weren't. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I, I got my first. Uh, my first. I almost said five G. My first COVID <laughs> shot and my my five G signals through the roof. But <laughs> Jeremy, you did look like you were going to say something, though, buddy. Yeah, I mean. So 5G, you need a tower every couple of feet. Does this uh, does that impact their bottom line having to like lease and or buy all that extra land? No, that was actually viewed as a positive uh, because because there has to be so many more towers. You need to put them somewhere, um, and that's true across. Even the 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 analysis that I read stated that even with like vendor uh, consolidation, there's still going to need to be that many towers. There's still going to be substantial growth over the next several years when it comes to uh, sell uh, digital and like, you know, the, the additional towers as well as, you know, just the, the need to keep growing and expanding. So what's, what's the story here? Like they own specific plots of land that are like easy to put towers up. Like they got infrastructure built around it. That'll like support the power for these towers or what? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Like they, they, it's, it's, capable of hosting the you know it's like yeah we got all the connections you need you just build your tower uh and pay us rent and i wonder <laughs> if they can rent the land to more than one provider at a oh, time Oh, i'm certain they can yeah because that's got to be a huge part of what they do <laughs> yeah for sure like you could be getting five rents for the same plot well i wonder how many of those towers are actually owned by the provider to begin with because i think and if, if I remember correctly, there's a lot of companies that their whole their whole business model is actually building the towers and then renting them back to the to, to the cell phone companies. Mm -hmm. And if you think about like Northern Wisconsin, Verizon partners with uh, Cellcom, which is part of a, a local telecom company up here, and they use a lot of those towers instead of building their own. So I think you know you have a situation where you have one company that rents the land out to another that builds the tower that then leases it back to the uh, to the cell phone companies in many cases. Yeah, and a lot of those towers are doing double duty, you know, um, yeah. working for multiple providers, mm -hmm. or at least that's how it used to be. I, I heard that fact a decade ago, so I don't know if things have changed, but that's last I heard, that's how they worked. Yeah, I can tell you, when I, when I was working in radio, we had an ancillary tower location that slowly stopped being for radio because all the bays were getting taken up by more and more cell carriers and that was much more profitable than like broadcasting interesting cool all right um our fourth company caterpillar which was that would have been me all right so i wanted to look into the industrial space and um it was actually, as I said on, on that show a couple weeks ago, right, it was actually really interesting what qualified as industrials. But Caterpillar was a company that actually stood out uh, to me, one that is fairly well known. They're fairly well diversified in their industry. They've, they've had a, a significant amount of growth in terms of diversification, buying up a lot of different companies in that same vertical that kind of specialize in different equipment. Um, what stood out to Caterpillar to me is, one, you look at their stock, even over the last year, despite where uh, the construction industry has gone, their stock has still gone up. Uh, their earnings have taken a little bit of a hit over the last uh, last 12 months uh, compared to, uh, compared to what, what it was pre-COVID. But as we start to come out of COVID, construction projects will be getting back on track, and there is opportunity there for their revenues to grow. So um, they are a dividend stock as well. Their, their dividend yield is less than 2%, but given the, the value of the stock, you know, that, that's over a dollar a share. So it's, it's a pretty good, it looks like a pretty good dividend, at least on paper, or at least in terms of value. Now, uh, Bob had a question for me on what Caterpillar's penetration is in Asia. I was not able to look that up. Um, 
prior to uh, prior to today's uh, voting meeting. So unfortunately, Bob, I don't have an answer for you. No worries. It's a really good <laughs> P over E. Yeah. And I think, I, I don't know, I feel like when I, our construction material in America comes from Asia, but do we send stuff over there too? I don't know. We absolutely used to. Like Caterpillar really contributed a lot to building like China in, in the early 2000s. Um, but there's there's also players from Asia. Yamaha is is really huge. Um, Samsung, Samsung, yeah. So there there are definitely Komatsu. some regional Asian players. Kamatsu, yeah. Yep, absolutely. But um, you know, Kamatsu. I mean, Cat is is the the name in American industrials. Didn't anyway, they to, did they used to make those here in Wisconsin? Cat. I, I remember seeing caterpillar plants. No, so Cat. they bought Bucyrus, which is in South uh, Milwaukee. That's mm. probably what you're thinking of. And yeah. now it's like a big cat sign instead of Bucyrus. Right. Yep. Gotcha. Yeah, and I, the Bucyrus plant, correct me if I'm wrong, that's heavy mining equipment, like the, the really correct. big mining equipment that they still make there. Cat's um, main facilities, though, are in Illinois. They're headquartered in Peoria. So... And I think they still have a couple of plants there, but they're also, you know, like John Deere, you know, they've spread out all over the place and they have factories everywhere. Mm -hmm. And I think one thing that we talked about last week or when, when you presented that, Sean, was how much CAT is moving specifically for their mining operations to automation and mm -hmm. really what that will, will bring next. Yep. Yeah, and one of the things also that I found when doing research after uh, that show, they're, they're actually moving to subscription services for uh, for uh, software to do like analytics on the uh, equipment itself. So it, it's not just, hey, you have a, a machine and you're paying power by the hour or you have a, a, a team of technicians and mechanics who support it. We're also now going to send that data to the cloud and analyze it and tell you when you actually need to do maintenance and what maintenance you need to do. That's really so, cool. Without breaking into too much of a tangent, there's actually a lot of issues with that in farm implements. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. John Deere does a lot that's with gonna, that. And that's actually probably something we should cover. Um, mm -hmm. Just to you know, talk about mm -hmm. is just the, the subscription model with heavy industrials that people are paying yeah. hundreds of thousands of dollars for, for their livelihood. And, and I, if you don't renew, guess what? Like you can't use your implement. Well, um, well, John Deere or, or repair it. Yeah, or well, John Deere is a special right. case because you actually can't repair it unless you hack the the device itself. But that's that's beside the point here. We should definitely have a follow up uh, conversation where we talk about right. that because that is huge. It, in, it, no, it is, especially and, in agriculture where it's a lot of, you know, more mom and pop type shops. So I just had an epiphany. And because both of those companies are moving in that same exact direction, the data driven, analytics driven, I, I will make, I will wager dollars to donuts that in the future, those two companies will merge as one and they will be known as DeerCat. <laughs> You're even calling the name. I'm calling the name, dead serious. I, it, it came to me and it's going to happen. All right, write it down in the uh, the logs okay. of the Money Badgers Associates. I want to see what you, your logo is going to be too, Bob. I want to see what the beard <laughs> cat looks like. <laughs> it's just a cat with giant antlers dragging its head. I'd imagine something along the lines of Trogdor from Homestar Runner. <laughs> Think of a jackalope right, right. instead of a yeah. jackalope. Yes. Sort of a Wendigo kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we'll talk about the uh, software on the on the implements in a future episode. Uh, but getting back to our topics today, and speaking of software, we have our next company. Hey, Mr. that's me. Uh, hey, it is you. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. So this is a bit of a growth pick. Just kind of hoping to catch lightning in a bottle. So with the ideally emerging... Um, landscape of online gambling in America, hoping that this company here is positioned well to kind of shoot up in the coming years. Uh, so they, it's a it's a software provider that partners with brick and mortar casinos to help them get foothold 
in digital space. Uh, they provide software for online gambling, take a percentage of all the uh, contributions that users make to whatever casino happens to be running that site. As far as I know, that's kind of part and parcel of their business model. They just provide the software and collect, collect a fee. Um, looking at that graph, I really don't know what that sudden downturn is all about. <laughs> the end. I don't know if it's just kind of a boy, can I pick them kind of thing or what, but it uh, looks like a discount to me. <laughs> it could be. I do like your terminology of contributions the customers make. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> the donations. Mm-hmm. Um, of all the stocks tonight, if you look at the 52 range, um, this is the most attractive when it comes to just per- potentially buying at a discount. But that that roller coaster steep dive scares me without knowing the why behind it. I know. Yeah, I will yeah. say I, I bought some of this after looking into it not too long ago, and then uh, it went down a bit, and then I bought some more of it. So hopefully I'm doing the right thing <laughs> when I do that. <laughs> yeah, no, I've been watching it. I didn't pick up any on my own, but uh, just keeping an eye on it, it was uh, I've not seen any reason why. Oh, wait, here we go. Uh-oh. Fall <laughs> on fourth quarter earnings. Mm-hmm. Mm. Boy, somebody's going to snap them up too before – they get too huge. Like I, I, I bet a brick and mortar so. buys them. I mean, they're, they're or a software company or a software company for sure. Or perhaps my pick coming up in a minute. Mm. Um, actually, six, that's oh, probably pretty likely if you think about it. Yeah. 645. They, uh, they reported uh, loss of 27 cents per share in the fourth quarter compared to the estimate of six cents hmm. per share Oof. revenue of 8.9 million which was below the $11 million estimate. Uh, they did see a revenue increase, however, of 17%. Uh, Interesting. So, I mean, there's, there's, there's a, there is a reason. Um, again, Rob did pitch it as a, um, a growth stock, like lightning the bottle, so there's some, some risk involved. But it is a very interesting um, uh, sector to look at for sure. And um, Bob alluded to this, our final pick for the month. What a great transition. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, saving the best for last. I also appreciate that, Paul. I just Uh, did it in order. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Don't don't take this from me. Uh, DraftKings. DraftKings was my pick of the month. I mean, not much more to say about the industry. Uh, Rob really covered a lot of kind of the online gambling and what the trend is definitely moving towards legalization, specifically in the states, um, going state by state. Uh, essentially, DraftKings, for the majority of the country right now, it's it's an easy way to do fantasy sports. and, and But in the very near future, they could they could become and they already have become in the states that it's legal, the Robin Hood for gambling. I mean, they they are democratizing um, Sunday sports betting for the average Joe and making it very, very easy. And every bet, they get a little bit of the, a, a little piece of that pie. So um, just like Rob, it's it's another one of those kind of shoot the moon picks. But I they've got the name recognition and the potential to really, really grow from from where they are now is is there. Yeah, the difference being, I think DraftKings is in a pretty good, stable spot, regardless of what happens from here on out. If you know more states continue to legalize or not, I think they're in a pretty good spot. Right, right, right. Yeah, and they have like you know, well, outside of their ticker symbol, always making me think of Donkey Kong. Yeah, <laughs> um, they uh, <laughs> definitely have like that household name factor to them already. They're in advertising. They're they've got a lot of partnerships out there. Yep. Um, but again, the difference is like Gans. Game can be who knows what platforms. Like, who, you know, DraftKings uses a platform. You know, look at um, why am I star stool sports? Yeah, like they have a platform. Like, there's there's a platform underneath all of these guys that needs to be developed and maintained by somebody, right? Mm-hmm. So, all right, folks, that was the six picks. With that, are we ready to? I mean, do we have any more questions, or should we start? Uh, 
start our debates here. Um, let me adjust my... The only thing I want to say before we start is this is going to be a hard week for me to pick. I, I actually I don't know yet. I honestly, earlier today when I was putting together the slides, I was thinking, I'm like, this will be interesting. I think this mm-hmm. week or this month we're going to have a lot of uh, real good good conversations around oh. it. Mm-hmm. And I think, uh, so the first way to, you know, our first our first step here is as we oft do, we'll just go stock by stock. I'll have the yays raise their, raise their hand first and say yay. Um, and then I'll go for the nays. Um, and then we'll start our debates from there. So again, in the order that they were presented to the group over the month, Oshkosh Corp, yay or nay? Or I'm sorry, uh, yays first. Yay. I'd be a yay. Mm-hmm. So three yay. And then subsequently three no's. I guess I shouldn't assume a a non-vote, but okay. Um, Present. (laughs) Present, not vote, PNV, (laughs) DNF, and our gambling theme here. (laughs) All right, the uh, the QSR. QSR was? The Uh, restaurant group. Oh, okay. Yep, sorry. Yep. Yep. Burger King and Tim Hortons. All right, so we have two years. Don't forget Louisiana Kitchen. <laughs> the e. Oh, Louisiana Kitchen. We, we have Rob and Jeremy voting yes, and the assumption is four no's. All right. Uh, the Gosh, I'm terrible because I don't have the names. I only use the ticker symbol. American Tower Corporation. Let me get some yays. Yay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with the gamble on yeah. that one. I think no? this is going to be – I think this could be good big. Mm-hmm. All right, so that's three and three. All right, for Caterpillar, let's see some yays. One, two, three. All right. Wow. Three. I'll throw my hand up for yays. I'll throw, I'll, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I can kind of get behind some manufacturing of things that are going to help make the or gather the resources that we need for electric batteries. Uh, Actually, I'm on board with it, too. I, and uh, right. multi-trillion dollar... Um, reinvestment plan by the Biden administration in infrastructure could be coming around the bend. That was my deciding factor to switch oh, wow. from Oshkosh to Caterpillar. If that Are we only supposed to through. vote for one thing? No. no. I, you can I, vote, I for, vote for everyone every time, basically. So, you know, go ahead and raise your hand every time. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want- Vic, Vic was just using the power of his vote to see yeah, right. the decision. <laughs> I get you. I'm just an easy sell. I, I just like what you guys have to present every time, I think. So <laughs> you do it in an effective manner. <laughs> it's not often that Rob declines a, a pick. <laughs> right. Okay. Uh, so speaking of Rob, we now have GAN Limited. Let's see some yays. Yay. I Four. think this okay. is a, a double header, and we shouldn't. I don't. I don't think we should like discount the power of the hedonic impulses of the American people. <laughs> I'm, voting, I'm all in on Gan and the King. All right. <laughs> all right. Well, speaking of the King, uh, for Donkey Kong or DraftKings, let's see Donkey some yay. Donkey Kong. Yay. yay. Two, three yays for four for DraftKings. All right. Four DraftKings yays, two nays. All right. Well, that that's about half the field that's in really positive light right now. Um, no knockouts, I, though. No, no one bowed their pick out this month, which uh, mm-hmm. that's interesting. That's, that's the first. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to strike, given the two and four record, I'm going to strike uh, QSR from the record. Um, Burger King is trash. <laughs> the trash. kitchen, baby. And Timmy's. <laughs> the kitchen. There can only be one king on this show. (laughs) And Bob's the one with the lawyer hammer, so. True. (laughs) Okay, so that leaves AMT and Oshkosh tied at three. And we have Cat, Gan, and uh, (laughs) Donkey Kong again. Draft (laughs) draft Kings sitting in four. That's going to sue us. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so how do we want to approach this? Um, so you can subtract want... one from each of them because they're because my vote was on a lot of them, so it's kind of like a meaningless <laughs> vote. <laughs> so it was Caterpillar and the Gant were the two Cat. top winners. So Cat was five and one, Gan and DraftKings were both four and two. So we have theoretically three that are in the front running right now. Do any of those have uh, dividends we could drip or a better PE ratio? So cats alone with dividends. The other two are growth. Like we roll our our growth uh, dice on those two. Um, 
I mean, I, I'm going to say they're gambling. I would say we roll with Cat and pick one of the other two, or yeah. I was, or roll with Cat. <laughs> yeah, I agree I, with that. I guess, like, I just think about like strictly voting. Like, Cat got the most votes mm-hmm. out of the group. So, but I mean, I'm open if you want to do like yeah, a a split yeah. because there was like there was good amount of votes for the other two as well. And I know this yeah. is probably something we should revisit again offline. Is the structure of the voting. We haven't really, you know, well, and yeah. flushed that out we'll completely. Things out there. Yeah. <laughs> so well, I, I, I'm open to, to, you know, like cat mm-hmm. being definitely some gets yeah. in the portfolio and then whatever mix of the funds that are available going to one of the other two or a split. Right. I'm fine there and, too. And that's what we've done in the past is say like the first month, um, PayPal was the, like the, the winner, like five to one versus four to two on a couple others. But we ended up going back and saying, let's do, uh, PayPal. And I forget the other one, just 50, 50 split. Um, I, I agree. Caterpillar gets in by default because it's five and one vote. Mm-hmm. And I would say let's do maybe a 50, 50 split with, with DraftKings or 75, 25 split. Caterpillar and then DraftKings just to get some of that some of that sweet sweet action in there. Um, Here, here's the other thought too. Um, so, Gan is is a bigger gamble, right? I think we yes. we can all agree to that. Um, DraftKings is going to be around for a while. If we see that states are starting to domino effect, we could always revisit DraftKings and we could go with Gan. I, I like I like. Okay. You oh, you cut, cut out. out. You oh, cut out Sean's audio. Oh, well. <laughs> now you're, you're back. back. You're back. And you're gone. <laughs> no? What? <laughs> what the hell? Everything you want to say, you can't say. You know ASL? <laughs> 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 All right. Is it better? Yes. Yes. Oh, my God. Are you, are you kidding? Are you joking with us? <laughs> Is this a bit? Are you doing a bit? Oh my god! I really want to hear what Sean has to say. <laughs> I, I, I'm thinking, this is a joke, right? Okay, no. just stay in that position and keep talking. <laughs> All right. Okay, we can we can hear that. Can you hear you, me now? You gotta stop yeah. leaning forward. Okay, right yeah, now. Don't, don't, move, don't move. Stop, stop moving. Moving. All right. Can you hear me now? Okay. Yes. Yep. Yes. All right. So, Is it's your game on or something? The, uh, the mic is uh, muting itself somehow. Are you saying a trigger word? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Are this... you in danger? <laughs> <laughs> this is amazing. This is absolutely yeah. amazing. It's our first live technical snafu. Maybe it's the, yeah, the, yeah. the Kimberly ghost. <laughs> the ghost of Kimberly, Wisconsin. <gasps> Actually, their rival. It could be Tiger. <laughs> the rivals were the Kakana ghosts. So maybe it's the Kakana ghost messing with you, Sean. Sean, say nothing if you agree with that. There's a voice. Hold on. I think I have batteries that are dying. That could be. Oh, but that it's, so, it's so selective, though. It That's because flipping on and off. That's why. Okay. They're the best batteries in the world. They just shut them up when, when he's. <laughs> yeah. <to talk>. yeah. <laughs> Don't All say right, something well, stupid. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll, we'll give Sean a moment here to uh, get some fresh batteries. Yeah. I'm so, so curious okay. to see what I his mean, point was that he was about to make. Yeah. <laughs> I, I no, hope and, now his point was just. Trash. All of the issues here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so here's the perfect solution. Oh yeah, I can definitely get on board with that. <laughs> this is like the best bit comedy I've seen. Right. <laughs> this will save all Earth's problems. <laughs> all right. That should do it. So Let's much hope. better. That was mighty impressive battery switch. I was just saying. That really was. Yeah. <laughs> it stopped. You just have like your wife waiting to like swap them out. Yeah. <laughs> it's 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 in the hallway with batteries. And Each water. kid has a double A. Yeah. <laughs> no, the batteries <laughs> were right outside my office for that very reason. <laughs> you wouldn't believe how many times I forget to turn this thing off. So I just drain the batteries on them. Mm. You're negative side up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what I was going to say was <clears throat> Gant's a great value. 
right? We can't go wrong, right, at, at the price it is. Yeah, it's a bit of a gamble, but in terms of risk and exposure, right, it, it's a lot less of a risk than, than DraftKings, I think, right? We, it may not go up. We may lose a little bit, but, you know, we're also not going to be exposed as much and, and putting as much of our capital behind uh, that stock either. Um, the other thing about it is I, I, DraftKings is well-known, and I, I know they got their start as, like, fantasy football that, you know, you could win money on. But and they were kind of doing that before some of that gambling was legalized. So I, I the one thing I wonder about is what is their exposure there, right? What is their exposure for somebody who who doesn't win, or because it's very sports uh, sports based gambling or fantasy sports, you know that you can win money on, right? What what is their exposure come down to? Like they and, have market share to lose, you're saying? Well, not only market share to lose, but lawsuits. Right? I mean, what, I, I, I've realized that's where you were going. But like the thing is, like sports books have been around forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like there's there's implicit, you know, risk with gambling. And yeah. there's not really like a liability thing. Like, I, I mean, you can't. I. Rob and I and a friend of ours who's not on the show, Zach, went to Vegas for my birthday, you know, two years ago. And I didn't come back with as much money as I went, but I'm not out there trying to sue for it. Like it's Well, I I know, I know, but there's there's a difference between there's a difference between going to a sports book and seeing a commercial on TV that says you're going to win money by playing fantasy football. I mean, you you have to us. To use their platform, I'm sure you have to sign an end-user agreement, which includes a very lengthy, hey, you can't sue us if you lose, dummy. Um, Right. You understand the risks. Yeah. Yeah. And I I think the upside for DraftKings is, what is it, 12 states? Their full platform is legal in where you can actually use it to gamble. So the upswing, you know, that's what, roughly 20% of the states right now? So they could have explosive growth over the next several years as as the domino effect continues to happen if it if it does in fact happen so mm-hmm. i think that that's why if we if we see that trend happening legalization um we we have we should definitely revisit and jump on it then all right so we're thinking caterpillar and gan is that what we're thinking yeah. Okay. And then we can we can decide the logistics of percentage off air. Um, we don't need to argue that here, but I, I would say again, leaning more towards cat, but you know that's that's my proposal. Seventy five, yeah. twenty five, sixty, forty, something. So cool. Well gentlemen, we made it through another episode. We we laughed. We didn't cry. Uh, <laughs> oh wait, 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 wait. I can't end the show yet. Because our president needs to close the official. <laughs> Thank Rob, you. Before you close that, is there any way we could watch that sweet video again? Oh, I don't <laughs> see why not. But we're not going to watch it again on on right. air. Um, okay. We'll watch fine, it afterwards. Fine. <laughs> I can I can send it to everybody. All right, All right. gentlemen. Great, great, uh, great votes. Great uh, official meeting, and I will I will officially adjourn the third meeting of the Money Badgers Associates. All right. Now I can start my mumbo-jumbo at the end here. All right. Well, as I was saying, great show, guys. We made it through. We had a lot of laughs. We had our first on-air technical difficulty. <laughs> and I'm st- I mean, we're already... This is our 13th show. I mean, we're doing it weekly. We're going to... Something's going to happen sooner or later. This is my 13th show. Gonna, it is. It is the 13th yeah. show. That's why. Yep. Gotta so. be. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, it's the nature of the beast. Something's going to happen. We, we, most of us here work in tech, so we get that. Um, but hey, it's fun. I want to thank everybody for listening. Again, you know our socials. Reach out Twitter, Money Badgers ASOC. You can email us, uh, Money Badgers ASOC at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook. Uh, we have something out there on LinkedIn, uh, the Iris Stock app. Um, uh, the TikTok no one is using, which we probably should, because apparently that's what the kids use. 
Um, and there's a lot of terrible stock advice out there on TikTok. So why don't we get out there too? Um, <laughs> so uh, does anybody else have any parting words? As soon as TikTok goes public, I'm calling an audible and saying we are investing. <laughs> All right. So TikTok IPO is on Bob's radar. Yes, sir. 100%. <laughs> All right. Well, then, speaking of terrible stock advice, let me get this up here. Uh, (laughs) All right. Well, while we like to think we know what we're talking about, the Money Badgers Associates podcast is for entertainment purposes only. As always, please consult a financial advisor before making any financial decisions. The stocks and companies discussed during the episode are not recommendations given out to our listeners, nor are the company's sponsors of the show.